Welcome to the Slow Living Collective podcast. I'm Amy, wife, mother of two and homemaker. Come along with me as I share my love for simple living, growing in my allotment garden, diving into what it means to be an urban homesteader and embracing life as a mother and homemaker. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Slow Living Collective podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we get into today's episode, I'm going to ask you guys a little favour, which I don't think I've put on a podcast for a while, but listen, podcasts live and die by their reviews and I would be so appreciative if you were able to give this podcast a rating and a review. It just helps me get found more and brings more people who need to hear these words to this podcast. So I would be so grateful. So all you need to do is just head to wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you're subscribed and then leave me a rating or a review. I would just be beyond grateful. So thank you so much. So let's get on with today's episode. Today I have the wonderful Kay from A Little Less Toxic on Instagram. She is joining me to talk about all things low toxic living. Now Kay and I refer to so many times in this episode how we don't actually live a life that is very similar and we have a lot of different ways we live, different opinions on things and I think it is a beautiful way to really understand that you don't have to be a certain type of person or live in a certain type of way to embrace a more low toxic lifestyle. So with that being said let's get on with the rest of the episode and listen to mine and Kate's conversation. Hi Kay, welcome to the Slow Living Collective podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. So before we get into today's episode, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone and tell us just a little bit about who you are? Yeah, so my name is Kay. I am a mum to two girls, they're four and two. Um, I own a local honey business now. Um, I also work part-time. I home educate my children, just like you. They're both young, so um, yeah, not formally of school age yet, but I do home educate them. And um, I like to think that I live low tux and I'm really excited to get into this today. Excellent. So like you said, we're going to delve into like low toxic living and I'm really excited about this episode as well as it's something I'm like a huge advocate of. So can you tell us how you came to sort of discover low toxic living in the first place? Yeah, so the first thing that I started with was my daughter's health and um, it all started with a smoothie called a heavy metal detox smoothie by the medical medium. And um, the reason that I started giving that to her was because she was vaccine injured when she was a baby. And um, just to put that into context, she was rapidly declining um, and the leading up to her second birthday, she was like straining. And when I say straining, I mean she would lie on the floor on her stomach with her legs um up in the air behind her back crossed tensing up the rest of the muscles in her body she was flapping she was biting herself she was hitting herself and just like having a hard time really and um it was hard to watch because she was spending a lot of her time doing that she wasn't playing she wasn't interacting as much um and yeah that 
that's where it started. Um, and within two to four weeks, I started seeing improvements. So I implemented more and more of the protocols. And thankfully, they've worked really, really well. And she is in such a better place than she was. And now we all implement this lifestyle at home. Even as she started making improvements, though, um, the one thing that was just highly inflammatory for her, um, and you could tell pretty much immediately was um rapeseed oil that was just really really inflammatory for her and then we realized after that as well that um sunflower oil was also really inflammatory so cutting out rapeseed oil was like the most important thing that we could have done and to this day we stick by that and will not go near it it's just absolutely awful so it was like diet related but that that was like what started everything for me and then from there um I kind of started just changing everything like and I, I assume it's the same for you it's like it starts off as one thing and now I look back at it a couple of years ago I'm like it's it's crazy the amount of changes that we've made since then just from that one thing yeah yeah absolutely I know like looking into like the ingredients of things I would like look into you know first of all it was like oh well you know sort of our health and our food and stuff and then before you know it like I'm in the bathroom like with the shower gel and I'm like well that doesn't sound that great and oh and my gosh it just spirals <laughs> it's like the other day I was getting ready to go out and I was like oh I'm going to put a little bit of makeup on because I never get to put makeup on. <laughs> I never. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And there's just like, there's very few sort of makeup brands as well that aren't just like full of rubbish. And so I had like, uh, like a really, like a mineral makeup. Let's be honest. It was very old and it probably should have been in the bin many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I I ran out of it. Like a, we, me and my husband were going out for dinner and I ran out of it and I was like, but I don't have anything else. Like, it's not like I've got like 12 foundations lined up. Like I have nothing else. So I guess that's that. <laughs> that's just what happens when you have children. You just have to kind of dig out the makeup box that's like 10 years old and just <laughs> yeah. hope for the best that the mascara's not dried up. And yeah. yeah, but that's how it started. And it's like, it's just like a cascade from there. And so it started with that. And then it was like more about food related things and all the ingredients, like you were saying, that are in food. How much hidden ingredients are in there? How many things that we don't even know what's in there? Food is just like one aspect of all of this sort of stuff um and like from there it went from like food and then I changed to reusable nappies reusable wipes and that was the best change I ever made out of all the changes I've made I would never go back like within using them of a few weeks like it was so much better um I found that there was like less rashes less irritation less chemicals and I thought it was going to be really hard work first so I just started with like two a week um then it was like more but literally within four weeks I'd gone from having like two nappies that I picked up in Aldi special boys to like literally about 20 nappies all the night nappies I just literally changed overnight because I fell in love with them yeah. um and I know you did too yeah and it's funny the um I did cloth nappies for ages before I switched to cloth wipes as well and I was always like oh you know like I'll do cloth nappies but 
oh, I don't know if I'm ready to do like cloth whites. And then I was one day I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And then I was like, oh, this is actually so easy because not only is it, you know, the same as just anything being able to be washed. Like when you use a cloth wipe, like you can wash it and you don't even have to let it dry <laughs> because exactly. it's exactly. it. <laughs> you literally just throw it back into the box and I don't know about you but the cloth wipes I was like that as well I did the nappies first and the wipes after and um I think I actually spoke to you on your old account a couple of years ago about it and I was just like I'm just gonna do it I remember you telling me and I was like yeah I'm just gonna do it oh my gosh the wipes was the best change I made the nappies were one thing but the wipes were a game changer I would never go back now they're so much better so much better amazing actually how much so like you know when when I've when I use um reusable like wipes versus you know using like throwaway ones it's like trying to get you know them out the packet they're all like bundled you have to use like a hundred just just to clean yeah. up compared to one compared to one like one wipe. big wipe and sometimes you might have to fold it over and do a second swipe but other than that yeah yeah it, literally yeah, one wipe compared to about six with 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 the disposal ones and like that's another thing so like that's where it started as well so I changed the reusable uh nappies and reusable wipes and then I was like then it was like I was looking at everything then I don't know about you I'm like look turning over every single packet looking at every single label of everything everything food cleaning products um things that we use in the home like it just was crazy and it was like a real big eye opener and you know it's easy to get overwhelmed with low toxic living and um for anyone listening that wants to embrace a more low tox life like this these changes do not happen overnight and I did not change everything in my home overnight it was a gradual process and I feel that once you make one change and you see the difference or you 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 reap the benefits from that and you feel good about it you kind of like oh what can I do next and you just want to kind of do the next thing and the next thing and you don't really have to think about it it just happens like you'll be in the shops and you'll like see a better option or you'll just realize that there's there's better choices out there and it's a shame because they're not as marketed as well. And when you go into the supermarkets, the better choices aren't always there. Let's be honest. You know, you go into Sainsbury's and, you know, all the laundry detergents, there's like, what, 30 different ones on the shelf. You might get like one Ecover Zero and maybe another one. But it's really frustrating as well because they do a lot of greenwashing. So the words that they're using, natural um free from all these sort of things they put on these labels to make you think that you're making a better choice but when you turn that packet over it's just still full of crap like sorry but it's like still loaded with crap and you know what is a real like eye-opener when you see the amount of ingredients on something like when there's such a high number of ingredients and when you're looking at that packet and I still do it now I turn it over and I'm like I don't even know what any of these words mean, but surely to God, if I don't know what they mean, then they can't be that good for me. Yeah. And it's in, you know, it's like cleaning products, makeup, skincare products, food. Like sometimes I'll turn over a food packet and I'll like read an ingredient and I'm like, but but why is it even in there? Like, why does that have to be in something, something that actually 
could be like a natural product yeah and it's so frustrating that they just change these things for no reason like I'll give you an example Aldi used to sell tomato puree with no citric acid in and I used to get it all the time because I was like yeah it was like 30 something pence compared to like the organic ones are really expensive um not that there's anything wrong with organic and I think that like we do try to source organic and local here where possible um but yeah they did a good one and then all of a sudden they just started adding it like you've been selling it for years just to mark you around its own no, nothing else in it what why do we need to just change it now like what's the need for it yeah. like surely to god having less ingredients is like less of a cost to the company but it just doesn't make sense like i just feel like they're just trying to poison us from all angles sometimes <laughs> like i literally yeah. just feel like everywhere I turn I'm like what is going on like they just one minute something's fine and the next minute there's like another ingredient in there so like you think that you can trust a product but you have to check the label like every single time I know they just change it yeah we had the same we used to buy these noodles that we always used to do like a like a stir fry with and we particularly picked this brand over I can't remember what the brand name was but it was over like Morrison's own brand because Morrison's mm. own brand had like rapeseed oil in it like it with oh, yeah. noodles so I was like oh well this there's this other brand I think it might have been called might have been Blue Moon it probably doesn't matter anyway they had um the, exactly the same sort of pack of noodles and it was just like a you don't need noodles I think and so they had that sort of slimier texture let's say um, yeah yeah <laughs> And and so I was like, there's nothing in here. It's just noodles. So we had that repeatedly. Anyway, one day I was doing the shopping. I looked on the online shopping and I was like, there's rapeseed oil in these now. And, oh, my God. And it's just like, then you're like, well, I actually haven't checked for like three months. So have have I been eating it? <laughs> like, and yeah. so that's really annoying. I hate it when it's when something changes. Yeah, and you know, I completely agree with you on the rapeseed oil, and um, that is one thing that comes back to my daughter's health. So the rapeseed oil and seed oils in general, like sunflower and everything as well, they're just so inflammatory on her body. Yeah. And um, if she has that, it like literally puts her health back for like three months. Like, don't get me wrong, she's not like poorly in bed, but it has a profound effect on her day to day life, and I can see that it impacts her. She's not in pain or anything but it literally takes three months for me to get her back to normal and seeing that in her makes me think gosh like what is that doing to everybody else that we don't even know about like luckily for me I'm like I can see that that's inflammatory on her so I I know that that's the problem um but they they just put in rapeseed oil in everything now as well like rapeseed oil sunflower oil and I know that you're the same on this because you don't have seed oils at home either and just trying to find products now that don't have these oils in and that use better oils is just like few and far between unless you go for like the more organic ones but even still they don't always have like the better oil in and um it's really really frustrating because um you know you just feel like 
you make everything yourself at home from scratch and you know I take pride in that as do you probably Amy um but you know sometimes you just want to feel like you can just grab something yeah (laughs) and just have that you know without having to worry about it just so you can keep it in the cupboard for those times where you you know like you've literally just come in the door and you just want to get something and it's just not the case um and it's a shame it's a real real shame yeah it's really difficult I know like you know sometimes you're like I just quite fancy a bag of crisps right (laughs) and yeah I mean we found I can't remember what the brand was called but there was a brand of crisps we had once (laughs) but the bag was like one of the sharing size bags but it was about four pounds and it's like you know it was made with um I think it was olive oil rather than is it from Waitrose in a pink packet is it a pink packet? Yeah, it might have been, yeah. Yeah, so if you go, to, you can go to Waitrose and you get these, they're called San Nicasio. I don't even know if that's said right. Sorry, guys, if it's wrong. But um, yeah, they're made with olive oil and they sell them in Waitrose. But if you go online and you type them in, there is a couple of websites that you can buy them from and they've got loads of different flavours. The ones in Waitrose normally just have the salted ones. Mm. They do have a lot of flavours. And that's another thing, again, like with food, the flavors like there's always these natural flavors and all these extra ingredients in food that just really just don't need to be in there um so like when it comes to natural flavors um I don't know if you know this but um they can actually they're actually made up of like between I think 50 and 100 different chemicals and the word natural they can say natural flavors that just means that the product has natural just means the original source that it's come from but that does not mean that that's the only thing in there that just means that that's how they started out basically and then after that process they can have add like um synthetic um preservatives or um all these sorts of horrible things into the food and you would never know you would never know when you look at natural flavoring you just think oh you know natural flavoring is something that's strawberry flavored it's come from strawberries you know and it and it doesn't like maybe like the tiniest little bit might but um yeah it's like it's it's so awful and we just don't know these things and it's just come to light like the more I've lived my life this way and the more that I've um continued on this journey the more that I've just found out and it's 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 really really shocking (laughs) yeah it I like it's one of those things isn't it and you kind of touched on it like you can you know when you were saying about people you know you don't have to do everything all at once because like once you sort of start you know you can you can end up getting quite like like you know yeah it's really overwhelming terrible yeah yeah everything you literally you you can feel like that and even now like I've been doing this now for like a couple of years and even now I still feel like oh my gosh this is so awful or I haven't change this year um and you know we just have to kind of remind ourselves of all the good things that we have changed and all the changes that we have made because we've come a very very long way and the way I see it as long as we're making an effort that's all that matters like we're we're striving to be better um and to try and make these changes and to try and help our children and live in more of a low tox way and you know like there's always going to be like the odd mistake or the odd error and there's not a lot that we can do about it but um yeah just making one change at a time is like the best way to go and just don't don't overwhelm yourself you know I'm all my clothes are not like 
organic cotton there's probably like clothes that we've got with synthetic <laughs> materials in and you know like we just do our best like and that's all that we can do so yeah yeah I, I my clothes same it's just yeah yeah it, it's really difficult as well because you know a lot of like eating well or you know stuff for our skin our home if you want to have the better options as in you know the things that are sort of more healthier or more you know low in toxins you have to pay a premium for it same with if you wanted to have yeah you know clothes that are made of natural materials it comes at a cost and it's it's not always possible is it to just be like right I'm just gonna no. chuck out this yeah this <laughs> and you know just start again it's just you know it's not possible yeah. I suppose it's a gradual process yeah and one thing I think I do quite a bit as well is that you know if I've when I run out of something like if something was really horrendously horrendous for me so I have this app on my phone it's called Yucca or Yucca I'm not sure but you can basically yeah scan the like a code of whatever it's the, the barcode and it will tell you like what ingredients are in it and what they are if anything comes up and it's carcinogenic I'm like you are out of here um, yeah mate straight in the bin it is it does come at a cost um you know I think just food and you know trying to buy organic um all these different products trying to buy like the better options are always seem to be more expensive um and that's why I I just do my best you know that's all that we can do like I make my own cleaning products um so that's like a bit a bit better because I'm not having to go and buy them from the supermarket and they work out quite cheap actually because yeah. you know um I use like a lot of bicarb um essential oils vinegar citric yeah. acid things like that and you know they actually work really yeah. really well like it, it really shocked me when I changed cleaning products actually because I didn't I don't think I was prepared for how good they was going to work um mm. and I was like pleasantly surprised like that they matched the conventional cleaning products um mm. and you know I don't know about you but like I know that you use your own cleaning products do you find that when you're out and about or if you go to like some if you go to the toilet somewhere and they've just freshly cleaned them like this the smells yeah. are so overpowering like yeah. when you kind of start going low tox and reducing the chemicals that you use in your home and oh my gosh honestly it's just the fragrances and the chemicals are so overpowering you're just not used yeah. to it anymore yeah I find that you know like so many people have like those reed diffusers or like plug-ins and I'm like they stink I mean luckily for me I well luckily not luckily I I have had ear problems since I was small and um a fragrance really irritates it and I've never been able to figure out why modern medicine has never been able to figure out why but same with my migraines you know um I have you know really pro like a problem with scent and stuff so I've never mm. been able to have like you know when everybody buys reed diffusers I'm like oh no I could never have that in my house because yeah. I'd permanently be sick and so I, pr I presume because you know I've, uh, this has been going on for like 20 years that yeah. you know this it's actually probably more related to maybe the toxins and chemicals that are in these things and less about mm. anything that I've got 
potentially anything going on with you yeah yeah so I actually I'm gonna tell you something now actually about fragrances seeing as we've mentioned it so fragrance can actually contain more than 3,000 ingredients in in one fragrance um it's such a mixture of chemicals so when a fragrance goes into the air and reacts like with the ozone it it forms um what's it called sorry a secondary pollutant and um it can that that can be anything like formaldehyde so things like that are carcinogenic they're cancerous they're irritants to the eyes nose mouth so you saying that you know that happens to you with fragrances like is completely correct and that's not an issue with you that's just how toxic and how bad fragrances actually are (laughs) yeah and so like people's perfumes as well the worst thing I remember when I was pregnant with my son and I went to hospital for like one of one of his scans and I was behind a lady with so much perfume on and it, it was back during like covid so I had to oh, have gosh. one in the hospital and it was all getting like trapped behind my oh no it's just it scent has it's suffocating yeah it's suffocating it literally is like suffocating I like that is one thing now if we go to the supermarket um and we're walking past the aisles um with all the laundry detergent and everything or all the air fresheners my daughter's like gosh mom that really stinks like (laughs) and 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 she's like let's not go down that one let's go down the next one and even she says that now and you know that's not from how we talk about these things at home that's just what she's recognizing that she's like wow that is really overpowering and um you know before you go on this journey like it's crazy to think like that we're so like kind of immune to these things like it's just the norm isn't it we don't really notice how strong and overpowering these things are um and yeah I that for one shocked me just to find out like the amount of ingredients in one fragrance and I know that people listening to this are going to be shocked to hear about that because that really really shocked me I had heard that you know like plugins and the like the reed diffusers and air fresheners and stuff you know are just so bad for us especially because we use them in enclosed spaces as well yeah yeah even like you know most of the time we've you know we've not all got our windows open all the way through the winter say oh definitely um, not you know, <laughs> 10 we, minutes in the morning to get yeah. the condensation gone and whatever but yeah so you know when we're breathing it in a lot because it's you know in our environments everywhere so I mean yeah I know that I just want to ask actually because I know that you changed your um kitchen roll to reusable ones um how are you getting on with that does it feel like you're doing reusable nappies again like having to wash them or it's it's fine the hardest part of that was actually using them and knowing you're going to get them dirty because they're so pristine when they come off the roll and it's like trying to get over that that sort of barrier like I'm gonna wipe up this big coffee stain but it's gonna stain my beautiful towel yeah so the the kitchen roll it is really good and actually once you sort of get over that hurdle of like I'm gonna make this dirty and messy um it's fine and the good thing as well is like I just like I wash I just chuck them in with like any wash because I know that Firstly, you know, I'm not using I'm not using them to like 
wipe up bleach or something i'm not clean, yeah and i'm not cleaning with anything that's you know got bleach in it or anything that's you know toxic so therefore i'm quite happy to just chuck it in with sort of any wash um, yeah yeah don't feel the need to sort of separate it and they last a really really long time i bought two rolls and i think they were about six pound for each roll and i think there's maybe 20 sheets on but yeah oh, okay they, wow they last a really long time like i haven't thrown any away yet some of them are getting they just get like a, because they're made of bamboo they get mm. a little bit thinner and a little bit holy but they still do the job they still work yeah and when did you how long ago did you buy them it was a while ago now it was yeah so we bought one pack i think it was probably over a year ago because wow so that's really good then yeah because i remember hanging i remember hanging them up to dry like outside last spring um and we're only halfway through the second roll so we haven't even we only bought the second roll because I was a bit rubbish at doing the washing. <laughs> we were like, we've got no kitchen roll. But I, I have still on occasion, sometimes I keep just like a couple of rolls of kitchen roll yeah. in case I need it. But like, honestly, the cost of kitchen roll, I don't know what is going on. I know, it's so expensive now. Like, it is so expensive. We, we Like I said, we sometimes buy and just keep a little bit in stock and sometimes we will we'll sort of use them sort of in conjunction with each other sometimes. I have to admit, I don't have like reusable kitchen roll, but I do find myself just using like just more microfiber cloths and stuff like yeah. in the kitchen now and just chucking them in the wash um, rather than using up a lot of kitchen roll all the time. And I think, you know, like I'm just becoming more mindful of the things that I do now. So um, I feel like oh, well, I'm already putting a wash on anyway with uh, cloths or tea towels anyway, so it doesn't matter if there's an extra fee because the wash is going on anyway, do you know yeah. what I mean? So, and, um, yeah, it's less stuff going in the bin or, you know, I know that you can compost them and stuff, not compost, put them in the compost bin now. But, um, yeah, like, I feel like I'm just trying to be more mindful as well now, like using microfiber cloths and things like that and just reusing stuff in the house as well, like, old muslin cloths and stuff like that I use yeah. in, at home now and um yeah just trying to be mindful of the things that we've already got instead of always buying things I feel like that's another thing that's come with this sort of lifestyle and living low tox I'm just trying to consume less and buy less all the time yeah 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 I'd, I'd say that's the same for me as well and I think it's funny like um I think a lot of this for me started like when we were in like lockdowns and stuff because you know when you like you couldn't get anything anywhere yeah. ever yeah. <laughs> and so it was like okay well I will you know I you know my daughter was only one then so we were doing cloth nappies I wasn't doing cloth nappies consistently at night then just ad hoc because you know yeah you know, the night nappies can be really difficult to dry but yeah as soon as and I was like well I thought I was only going to have one child that was a, the original plan so I was like I don't want to invest in more overnight nappies because you know for for what won't be that long turns out yeah I had another child but also when we went into lockdown I was like forget what I previously said I'm going to go and buy some more <laughs> nighttime nappies and then just you know we just didn't even have to worry about nappies or anything like that so it was nice to some yeah. extent and I feel like that's that's 
that's the benefit, isn't it, of using reusable like wipes and stuff as well. And they're just so versatile as well, aren't they? Like, yeah. and the kids like prefer to use them. It's it's quite funny actually because the kids always have like um a cloth wipe there when they have their dinner because my youngest is. She, she doesn't like getting dirty face or anything. She likes to wipe her face repeatedly, wipe <laughs> her hands. Uh, it's quite funny, though, because like because it's just like it looks like a normal wipe, like a it looks like a little miniature cloth sort of thing, doesn't it? Yeah. You'll see them after their dinner. They're just like mopping up the table and wiping down the <laughs> table with it. I'm like, yeah, you're really getting your use out of that, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just I feel like, um, you know, like saying like it was lockdown and stuff that encouraged it I think just sort of brought brought it out that actually I want to find a different way to survive where I don't have to rely on you know yeah being able to you know but there was nothing I could really do if there was you know no nappies I mean I remember seeing people like we were doing cloth anyway but I remember people saying like people were panicked buying nappies and wipes oh no couldn't get their hands on these things and I'm like I don't want to be in a situation where I have to you know be panicking about this yeah that that came with like food and stuff as well it's like okay well I will bake my own bread then because and you know it's not that easy for everybody every day to bake bread but you know in lockdown I didn't have anything else to do <laughs> yeah no of course not you know and that, that is so true like I feel like um around that time as well we was doing the same so we was like making a lot more things at home and um trying to be less reliant on the shops and that was a real eye-opener and it's just kind of continued hasn't it because I feel like we've just reaped the benefits from it anyway and the children enjoy doing stuff they enjoy make, helping me in the kitchen yeah. and um you know like cooking and that they, they they really enjoy the 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 result of of making things themselves and even actually with reusable wipes and reusable nappies the kids even help with things like that when they've been washed they they sit there and they they pile up all the wipes um you know and and they get enjoyment from that um but yeah definitely the lockdown was a, a massive eye-opener and even with cleaning products as well I think it just put me off having to go to the shops as often do you know yes. what I mean so yeah. I just didn't want to have to go to the shops as often because of the the chaos that it was um so that's when I sort of started experimenting with um cleaning products and stuff at home and also like I don't make my own laundry detergent and stuff I use the Ecova Zero one but we we buy like the five litre ones and stuff now mm. and just try and be more mindful in that sense like we try to stock up a bit more on the stuff that we use um and consume less like single-use products and just try buy it in a bulker amount where possible um but yeah like I actually made some cream cleaner the other week um and it was just using about half a cup of bicarb um two tablespoons of vegetable glycerin and then like two teaspoons of washing up liquid and um I used it in my bathroom and I was I was really really shocked because honestly when I first started doing this you know like when you haven't cleaned the bathroom for a while and it's a bit like hard to get off yeah. I found myself using like the cast oil soap on the scrubbing pad trying to get it off and it, it it's it's pretty hard work trying to get it off yeah. but um yeah I made this cream cleaner the other week and it was really really effective and 
much easier work so yeah it was definitely worth it and um yeah there's a few things that I use in my home as do you and um I definitely encourage people to give it a go because it can seem intimidating but it's it's really not and they're just as effective so yeah definitely go and have a look and just give it a go like you've got nothing to lose what's the worst thing that's going to happen like it's going to not work as good or yeah it, it will be really good to do trust me yeah and like you said earlier as well like I was surprised when I I started making my own like kitchen cleaner and stuff and I was like you know like the automatic assumption is like oh well this won't be as good as flash with bleach but yeah it was it was incredible like so I use um like vinegar water and some I fragrance it with a lemon essential oil usually or orange and I was like sprayed it on and like wiping like the top of my hob and like the tiles behind my hob that get like splatters on them when I'm cooking and I was like this is really good like it's actually clean (laughs) hold on a second this is like natural stuff and it's doing the same the same job that nothing's different and so yeah I i haven't made my own like uh laundry powder or anything yet I keep threatening to make dishwasher tablets but I don't want to mess up the dishwasher (laughs) I do it wrong so yeah I've got some recipes I will try it but yeah I've got um there's a couple of books that um I really like I cannot remember any of them off the top of my head so I will link them and that comes to my mind I think it's um I think it's Nancy Bert's whistle um and it's called clean and green and I think she's actually got another one now she was on bake off but um she's got an Instagram page as well and that's really really good like loads of homemade cleaners and like natural solutions in there like for everything like bathroom kitchen carpets um laundry so yeah like I definitely recommend having a look at that because that's where I've got some of my um information from and what I've used to kind of like formulate my own recipes as well yeah and you know it's just a work in progress isn't it like I do so much that is like toxin free on one side but then I haven't yet got to the dishwasher tablets and you know I haven't yet got to you know my clothes what you know I I, you know better stuff but yeah it's just a work in progress and a slow journey along as I completely agree completely agree completely agree and like we've said a few times through the podcast already it's just a gradual process and the best thing to do is just literally make one change at a time don't overwhelm yourself and honestly once you kind of go down the rabbit hole shall we say like there's no going back you'll just you'll just keep doing it and doing it and making more and more changes and before you know it you look back and you're like wow it's been like a year and you've changed so so much and you won't need to you know like look up about things you'll just do it you'll just decide what you're going to change next and you'll just do it yeah and yeah it just comes so natural you know like sometimes you know my husband will say oh I've just finished the last of the cleaning spray and I'm like okay I'll just make another one and yeah, yeah and, it, and it but you know like prior to having it you'd be like oh god how do I make a cleaning spray but now it's just like oh I know what to do I don't even need to like look, look think about it. it down it's just like I know what I'm doing and 
I'll just make it and off we go. So that's yeah. what's good though. That is what's good that you don't have to follow a recipe. It's not like we're mixing chemicals. They're just natural ingredients. So like it doesn't always have to be perfect. You literally like the times like I've been in the bathroom, the spray is nearly empty. I'm like, let me just grab the vinegar out of the cupboard and just yeah. squeeze that in there with a bit of water and just few drops. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have touched on it, but one of the things I think surprised me the most about um like products was about skincare and bath products there is so much in there that is so well so many chemicals so many toxins but also so much that is so like counterproductive like you will get like a cream for acne that the side effect of some of the chemicals is it will give you acne <laughs> yeah so yeah. And like that- have you changed your skin care bath products things like that as well yeah so we use soap bars now um and we use them like to wash our hair and everything as well like you can get liquid castile soap as well if you want to use them that's easier but we do use soap bars at the moment but I have I'm not going to drop the brands of the names of some of the ones that I thought are like oh yeah they're really good but then I've kind of found out that they're not so good um but you just have to really be careful because when you start looking at the label and just reading the ingredients you think that they are natural and they are really good but like I said about fragrance and things like that you just wouldn't even think of something that's a natural soap bar like I don't know cherry flavor or or almond almond for instance is one that I've come across before that's had fragrance in there and I'm just like why just why would that be in there but it's not just things like that it's it's chemicals like benzyl alcohol um things like that and I can't think what it's called now I don't know if it is benzyl alcohol or something else but there is something else that they put in ingredients an ingredient that goes into soap or um, deodorant and things like that stuff that goes straight onto your skin and it basically is permeable to your skin so it kind of opens the barrier and obviously things like that you have to think like if there's other chemicals in there then that's just like opening the barrier for your skin and all those chemicals are just like seeping in like crazy do you know what I mean and you've got to remember like our skin is the biggest organ on our body and we just absorb everything through our skin so if anything like skincare and bath products is the one thing that I should focus on when I'm changing things yeah yeah, I went through our bathroom with that app I said about and I was like doing all the barcodes and I was like, right, that's out, that's out, that's out. I think I've left us with like uh, a, like a 0% shower gel thing <laughs> and yeah. use like, um, like soap bars for my hair as well. But yeah, it's just, there's just so much stuff. So much to take in, so much to take in, even things like, I never even thought about this before, but you know, like when you turn over the packet of a toothpaste and then you're reading something like it's saying, if you swap, if it's swallowed, you need to call like, I don't know, like danger, chemical control or something. And you're just like, what? Why would that say that on toothpaste? Something that I put in my mouth that my children are going to use. And I'm not being funny, like, come on, toothpaste 
it's got a nice flavour to it. Do you know what I mean? Kids, like young kids, said, I'm like, mate, they're just going to want to eat it. Do you know what I mean? And then you're reading on the back of the packet this stuff like that it's a danger, yeah. hazard to your health, and to call your centre for control or infectious con uh, control or whatever it is, you know, like if it's swallowed, I'm like, my goodness, like, what on earth? Like, and, and, and you wouldn't ever think these things because it's just like, you know, we've been brushing our teeth with this for years and you wouldn't even ever imagine that like the kids now my kids have one now that's um it's not even a toothpaste it's like um an oil-based one you just put one drop on the toothbrush and it's made from like essential oils and everything like that um and it's quite a strong smelling um oil but they use it and they get on great with it but um that that's another thing that really shocked me because I was like why would they make it such a nice flavour and then say that their kids can brush their teeth it and then, you know, like say that if they swallow it, it's dangerous to their health? Like that's just not a good idea for children, is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah because they've got no idea. They've got no idea like, at all, you know, that don't don't swallow it. The first thing they're going to do is like, mm, well, that was tasty. You know, oh, that tastes lovely. Yeah, I'm going to have that. Like, oh, yeah, mint flavour, oh, strawberry flavour, mint flavour. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have that. How do you even tell a, 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 a two-year-old, you know, that you can't swallow it? They can't even, they're just about learning to just spit it out at that point. And even then, yeah. it's a pretty pathetic attempt, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, just coming back to what we were saying about um, bath and skincare products, Another thing that shocked me was, um, you know, razors, you know, that little moisturising strip on the razors. Yeah. So I found that like there's chemicals in there that are carcinogenic. And I was like, why would they do that to us? Like literally when you shave, like you shave, you can accidentally cut yourself. Like yeah. that's literally going straight into your body. Like it, like it's just like, why are they just trying to poison us all the time? Like, And I feel that bath and skincare products is just like awful like really really bad like that I feel like that is like one of the places where it's the worst and for stuff for children as well they market these products these these bath products for children um you know like I'm not gonna drop the names and stuff again but they've been proven that they've been like carcinogenic or mm. you know there's there's products out there that are uh, advertised to help with eczema and stuff but you look at the back of the packet and you're like that's not going to help eczema. Like, if anything, that ingredient is going to aggravate eczema. <laughs> yes. Like, why would you even put that in there? Like, why would you do that? If anything, a someone that's got eczema doesn't need something that's got, like, 15 ingredients in it. Do you know? Like, yeah. that's just crazy that they that they think that that's going to help. Like, It's the same sometimes. It just made me think of, like, have you ever had, like something from the doctor right and you so say you've gone for like a migraine right you've gone to the doctor for a migraine they give you some medication and then you open it and one of the side effects is you might get a migraine and you're like yeah um, <laughs> what's the point I'm just going full circle here and it's yeah, just like, like bath products and like you say like if a kid's got eczema and then some of these products are marketed oh this will help eczema but then you actually look at the ingredients and then what the ingredients could do and actually it ends up it could actually give you eczema and so yeah. you end up in this like chemical loop yeah and it's like imagine if we just started like researching or looking up all these different chemicals on the back of the labels like even just doing one I bet it would bring up like a few different side effects so you just imagine one product that's got like five different chemicals in and imagine like five of them have got like two reasons for each that's like 10 side effects like for one problem you're trying to treat one problem but then there's potentially 10 side effects to it it's like you know is it even worth it 
I mean, to be fair, before I started doing low tox as well, like um, my daughter had like really dry skin when she was a baby and um, we was just using coconut oil from then. And um, that kind of stuck with me. So like sometimes if their skin just looks a bit dry, we just use like a bit of coconut oil or something. And it's, it's like we're kind of conditioned to think that we need to depend on these products that these big companies make like cleaning products and creams lotions and stuff like that and you know we 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 don't really know or we're not really told or taught about these natural ways and these natural forms um of things that we can use to help us like you know like personally for us in our home as well we don't really use much um like over-the-counter medication and stuff like that we use a lot of natural remedies um some homeopathic remedies some tinctures and some things we just like use food to help us um but I just feel like with all of these different aspects we're just conditioned and taught to kind of feel that we need to rely on these things when we really don't yeah I actually made for um, my son, he like he had sort of like little eczema patches, but then also, you know, if he ever got like sore at all from his nappy, um, I made like a cream and I used my breast milk. It has to stay, so it has to stay in the fridge. I put, got it in like a little jar. No way. But it, and it is amazing, I presume, because it because of the breast milk. But, yeah, it's just that I had old breast milk going around the freezer that I was <laughs> so protective of my stash. Nobody could drink it, though, because it was, like, well out of date. But I was like, I want to do something with it. So I would put it in the kids' baths. And, and all that hard work. I know. I was like, what am all I All that hard work. This? But breast milk is so so good like I remember my friend saying that um her son had such a bad nappy rash and they just couldn't shift it they tried so many different creams um and so many so many different ways to try and resolve it and they just couldn't resolve it and I was like oh why don't you just try breast milk like and see if that works and she was like looking at me as if to say breast milk like I was like yeah just try it like you've got literally nothing to lose like honestly I was like it can really work wonders three days later she texted me she was like I did what you said she was like literally the next day it started clearing up and I was just like wow that is amazing like yeah all these over-the-counter creams did nothing absolutely nothing like didn't shift it at all bit of breast milk and started clearing it up straight away it was gone like completely gone in three days yeah yeah it is magical and you know if you're able to get you know if you're able to breastfeed and you've got breast milk on hand I I like I've honestly tried it on everything I got really bitten a couple of summers ago when he he was just born and in the I I react really badly to bites and generally they get infected and generally I need antibiotics so I'll do everything in my power to avoid that and I remember waking up after breastfeeding he was tiny and I got out of bed I just fed him in the middle of the night and I was like I am so itchy and I like literally went downstairs got some of my pumped milk out the fridge and was just like like slathering it on me layering it on please let this stop food and breastfeeding leads nicely on to talking about food and how we nourish our bodies um so I know that's something that you're really interested in I know we eat completely different diet wise um but what are your top food tips for when it comes to living a low toxic lifestyle 
Um, so I'd just say, um, just try and be mindful. So when you're going shopping and you're picking stuff up, always be more alarmed at like the kind of the more ingredients that are on the label, the more kind of concerned that there is there normally. And um, just be mindful of things like, so all the wording that they use on the labels is like really misleading. So they always say things like natural, low fat, low sugar, um, plant-based you know we do eat completely differently you know I'm plant-based you're not but before I did turn plant-based like I was I was like you as well like I was trying to source more like organic and trying to source like more grass-fed and and I think I feel that you know that's one thing that we do share we are very mindful of what we're putting into our bodies what we're feeding our families and um yeah they're just there's just so many there's just so many additives in food right now so I'd just say obviously it is very overwhelming all the things we've spoke about a lot here today on this podcast um and there is a lot of ingredients that I personally avoid for my family so flavorings we avoid here um artificial sweeteners um just try and pick like one of those things just try and pick one of those things that you want to avoid and just see where you can make the changes even if that means out of I don't know 30 things on your weekly shop even if you can just change like one or two of those things that's a massive change and that 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 is going to just like help you so so much down the road um but yeah like the flavorings as well like I know I have spoke about it before but I just I feel like it's just really important because I feel like it's just becoming more and more common out there um that natural flavorings are just on the ingredients so just like just just have a look at your labels when you're out shopping and trust me you'll be shocked to see it like you're literally going to be going around and you're going to be like oh my god it's everywhere especially if you are plant-based I'm telling you now all these vegan cheeses, um, all these plant-based butters and all that, they've all got it in. They've all got these natural flavorings in and they're all made with like rapeseed oil and seed oils that are just really, you're not benefiting from eating these. I'm not an advocate for anyone who wants to follow meat and dairy. Like that's fine. I follow a plant-based diet, but I'm just saying that just because they're marketed as plant-based, they're not always a healthy option and I feel like people are often falling down that trap like they're trying to be better veganuary comes around they're like yeah I'm gonna give it a go um we're gonna try more plant-based food you see it in the supermarkets and it makes me really sad because people are really trying to be more mindful of what they're eating and trying to eat better even if that means that they're not just because they want to cut their meat consumption it just means that maybe they want to eat more fruit and veg and get that into their diet because they're lacking it's just such a shame to see that they just use these plant-based as a way to get people to be like oh this is the healthier option and it's not always the case so yeah I just encourage people to not always go with what says on the front of the label turn it over and have a look for yourself and see what's in there yeah I used to funny enough before I had children I used to be lactose intolerant I am since I've had children not which is good (laughs) because I missed I missed cheese definitely but it was yes it's just one of those crazy things that sort of happened since pregnancy but it was so frustrating to me to have you know food that like you say like I used to have to have you know like non-dairy spread and non-dairy milk and 
you know, like even I used to love drinking oat milk and, you know, I know, I know we can make oat milk, but like we were saying earlier, like sometimes you just want something that you can just grab. And so so many of the oat milks are like filled with rapeseed oil and it's like the second ingredient. So there's a lot of it. And yeah. And it's just like, why? 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 (laughs) Why do we need that in there? Like, why does it need to be in there? It's just, it's just unnecessary and so frustrating especially like I, I didn't even know that about you actually that you was um lactose in, like intolerant before and you've had to have dairy free options so you must understand my frustration then yeah. because I feel like you know that you're making the swap but you can't even make it a good swap like the option is just just doesn't even exist you know what I mean and that is just so frustrating because we make so much at home we make like our own cleaning products we cook a lot of our food from scratch we make even things like stock can't just go and buy a stock key because of the ingredients that are in it and stuff like that (laughs) yeah it's exhausting it is like we do it for our families because we want to nourish our bodies well and you know like I care what we're putting into us but sometimes I'm like I just I can't be asked to do that today I don't want to do that today I want to just be able to go to the shop and I just want to be able to pick it up and not have to make it and you know you can't always do that unfortunately and um it's a real shame and I feel like at the same time there's a lot of a lot more products out there that seem to be coming out that are trying to make a bit more of an effort um and that's really good to see really really good to see but at the same time I'm finding that more good products are putting more rubbish um ingredients into their food so it's just like you're not even really getting anywhere with it yeah it's it's so frustrating because all all of these things they're just they're like in everything you know like seed oils are in everything you know seed oils is something that we really actively um try and avoid in our house we're not perfect but you know it's it's just everywhere rapeseed oil in particular and it's like when when I had my daughter I wasn't able to breastfeed her I had a lot of issues with breastfeeding and so the only option was formula which has seed oils in it and it's like like I felt bad enough that I couldn't breastfeed and now I have to feed my child with something that I wasn't 100% happy with the ingredients of and you know like infant feeding is important you shouldn't you know mess around with well with with the way formula is made or anything like that so it's like it's incredibly frustrating to I didn't even know that I didn't even know that I didn't even know I I wouldn't ever of all the things that have shocked me and all the things that I, I know about like what's in what food like I would never ever have thought that they would put seed oils in in formula milk like that that really has shocked me like it doesn't make sense as to why either because you know there's not it doesn't add a nutritional value does it no and you know? it must be a, cons- a consistency thing that's all I can think of because it's like there's not rapeseed oil you know when you milk a cow there's not rapeseed <laughs> oil coming out and so you know it doesn't make sense like why you would put in so many things I just think like is it was that really necessary like if I'm if I'm like, if I've gone crazy and I've gone to the chip shop, right, then I know that I'm probably not eating something very good. And yeah. the, the chips are deep fried in probably something I wish I didn't know about. But yeah, in in something that also is not even 
you know formula it's not like oh i can i'll have something else you know this is yeah it. This, that's it, it. yeah if you, you know if that's what whether you can't breastfeed or didn't want to breastfeed and whether you wanted to formula feed you know it's yeah it's just there's no other choice so i don't know why they they must do it yeah and i find that really difficult i find that difficult for my children that there's not always an option for them to have um and that's just that's really frustrating and um you know i've i've found loads of products that we can use in our home and um that's great but it's annoying that we have to shop sporadically sometimes you know i have to buy my oil-free raisins from morrison's i have to buy the crisps that my daughter can have well not just my daughter that we can all have have to get those from waitrose um have to get something else from somewhere else and um you know like it, it it's just like it's just seemingly difficult all the time but you know I've kind of got into a rhythm with it now so like I just make sure that when I go and get these things I get a few at a time so I'm not literally circling the shops every week like Aldi one day Morrison the next day or something (laughs) you know there's all this stuff that is in our food and they, they they don't even say you know like they 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 put it in other words like you know like I think like is it stock cubes or something they say that there's no no added msg or something like that no added msg no added but (laughs) there is msg in there they just haven't added it yeah do you know like it's like you know i'm like where do you think that flavor comes from that really addictive flavor like you know it's like if you get chinese takeaway like msg like and it's so addictive it's so so addictive yeah just don't overthink it the way i see it i'm like yeah we might eat more herbicides and pesticides because we eat more fruit and veg but you know we've made a change to eat less processed foods we're eating more fruit and veg you know like that that, that's what it comes down to you have to you have to come back down to that what you're doing is better than what you was doing before you you are still benefiting yourself so don't get caught up in everyone or other people trying to you know put down what you're doing and and try and make out like it's bad for you or it's worse when really for you and your family you've made a better choice and you know you're doing better than what you was doing before and that's all that matters all that matters is that you feel that you're doing better and you're making changes to benefit you and your family yeah absolutely that would be my advice as well like you say just try not to get overwhelmed because there can be I find sometimes you know like within other people that um you know live a low toxic lifestyle it can be like coming at you all the time and really the best thing to do is you know just take what you need and just yeah yeah there's no need to go around the house like literally putting everything in a black bag and having nothing left you know what I mean there's just no there's no one saying that you have to do that but you are you are right Amy like I do get it because I, you do see these accounts and these low tox people and it's just like it is so like overwhelming and full on you're like oh my god they're literally telling me that everything in my cupboards all my food <laughs> my fridge my products my bed sheets like literally they're literally <laughs> saying like everything in my house is gonna like make me sick it's like gonna go moldy or you know all these chemicals like like literally like just 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 stop right there just taking one thing just just stop right there and taking one thing and that is what that is what I've learned over the past 
last few years of living this lifestyle like just just take it one step at a time and just don't get too consumed into what these people are saying all the time not that it's not useful it's it's so useful to learn this information it really is but um yeah don't get um overwhelmed with it and overthink it and um start getting anxiety over the fact that you know I still use bleach toilet roll like you know like there's nothing I can do about it like from a cost perspective as well we can't do everything that we want to do and we can't change everything so well it's been wonderful to have you on and and share with us all about your you know how low toxic living works for you so where can listeners connect with you online um so my instagram handle is a little less toxic with an underscore at the bottom and that is the best place to get me instagram is like my favorite place to be i don't really do much on any other social media i feel like instagram is my sort of place and that's where i enjoy being so that is the best place to find me excellent and i will put the link in the notes as well so everyone can come and find you as well so thank you so much for coming on it's been great to have a good old chat about low toxic living and I've absolutely really enjoyed it. So thank you for inviting me here. And I'm so glad we've finally done it because we originally bought this for January. <laughs> so I hope your listeners enjoy it. It was it was worth it for me. And um, yeah, yeah maybe I'll catch you at another one another time. Absolutely. <laughs> So it was so fun to sit and chat with Kay and just understand her experiences and understand her perspectives on low toxic living. And it's really interesting, I think, and like I said at the beginning of this episode, to just know that you don't have to be any type of one single person that lives this low toxic lifestyle it is available to everyone and as Kay said you know you don't have to need to do everything all in one go you can absolutely just start where you're at and just change one thing and it can make a huge huge difference So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can find Kay on Instagram at a little less toxic with an underscore at the end. You can find me on Instagram as always at lifeonplot44. I will leave all of Kay's links and my own links for Instagram, my blog, etc. down in the notes and you can come and check me out there. Thank you again for taking so much time out of your life to listen to my little podcast. I appreciate it so much. And until next time, I will catch you in the next episode.